Hello everyone and welcome back to Just Plain History, a podcast where I, your host, will talk about history. Now today I do have kind of a history idea that we're going to be doing and that will be uh, China and China's history. Now, um, first of all I want to say something I like stated earlier in other in other podcast episodes I myself am American so obviously I'm going to have different political views but I'm on a website currently that does have it's called chinashighlights.com and it's kind of like a travel area of China so and they do have a culture uh, history area so that's what I'm going to be reading uh, right so let's get started all right now first of all i want to apologize for any background noises that happened then again i'm not in my area and my brother is on his school meeting so yeah let's go talk about more china-based things first off let me go list the things that i know personally and then I'll talk about what the store guide says. So first off, I know China was one of the four original areas, well, original four kingdoms, I guess, of the early world. I also know that China invented gunpowder and had spices and rice. But yeah, that's mainly all I know from China. Aside from, you know, the Great Wall and... Wait, did they make the clay army? Either them or Japan or some other Asian place. Forgot. Alright. Let's get into this um, tour guide that has the timeline of Chinese history. <clears throat> Pre-1600 BC. China charted mainly by legends of prehistoric events. The ancient China era, era was 1600-221 BC. By the way, in the BC times, um, they go backwards instead of above, well, instead of forward. So when you hear 1600 BC, it's far back than 220 BC. Uh, fun fact of the day, BC, EC, and AD, uh, here's what it means. BC is before Christ because when they were doing these timeline things, it was mainly Christian. So BC was before Christ. EC was Christ. No, CE was Christ exact. Meaning that that time period was exactly when uh, Jesus Christ walked the earth. And AD doesn't mean after death. It means Anno Domani. Which is Latin for something. Well, that's your fun fact of the day. AD is not Christian, it is Anon Domani. Which is Latin for probably something that is Christian, so. Don't know. Anyways. The Imperial Era was from 221 BC to 1912 AD. Under the Qin rule in the end of the Qing Dynasty. The Republic of China was from 1912 to 1949. 
which is technically the communist China. And China today is from 1949 until today, which is currently 2020. Woohoo. Alright. So, they do have a picture over here, but sadly I can't see it. Alright, prehistoric China. I feel like that. I'm gonna butcher some of these words, by the way, so if I say something wrong, then, um, forgive me. Alright, without any re uh, reliable historical records, most of what happens was pieced together via records and relics from the time. Uh, the rest is from, the rest that they know is from mythology. Chinese. So the Chai Dynasty, XIA Dynasty, the early Bronze Age China. So this is technically the Stone Age. Possibly the first dynasty in ancient China, which is generally believed as the Chai Di D Dynasty or the Sai Jin. Listen, I'm gonna butcher some of these words. Consists of several clans living alongside the Yellow River. Most of the evidence is including its name, just a legend. There was a Bronze Age Yellow River civilization at the time of Erlitu in Henan. However, artifacts don't show uh, conclusively that there was a Chai dance in later writings. Ancient China, which is the Bronze Age. Chinese civilization began along the Yellow River in, Shang, in the Shang era and spread where the Bronze Age culture reached its peak. So the end of the Bronze Age and into the Metal Age, or the Iron Age. Then traditional Chinese philosophers, such as Confucianism and Daonism, developed the Feudal Zoa era, as China decided to take over land and grow its population. Ancient China fi finally uh, fractured into warring kingdoms, which was the Chinese Kingdom War. Technically the, I know there's a famous one, the Three Dynasty War, but don't know what era that comes from. And I choose China today, because it's China. So essentially what it's saying is that China, ancient China lived until the end of the Bronze Age, which was, according to this, the 221st BCU and it began began along the Yellow River in the Shang era right the Shang dynasty the Shang dynasty was the first to have historical records remaining many bronze objects and jade art articles which can't which date back to 1600 BC have been found to support these early archaeological records the earliest of, of Chinese writing, oracle bones, was found. The inscriptions of animal bones had pictographs characters. The Shang Dynasty's capital was Yin, or Anyang, and its territory stretched between the lower reaches of the Yellow and Yangtze River. The Zhou Dynasty. After the Shang, the larger and bigger Zhou era became. Its territory was divided into little states that ruled over by kings, or mini-kings. The kings of Zhou only had direct control of the small little area that they were given. 
and received contributes from the Federal. The first part of the Zoe was called the Western, though. It was fairly a peaceful time, but after 770 BC, the Zhou king lost his authority and seven uh, prominent states emerged. This era was divided into three periods, the Western Zhou Dynasty, the Spring and Autumn period, and the Warring States period. This marked from tribal society to the feudal society. So instead of tribes, they went to uh, feudal. Many philosophers, philosophies, and religions emerged from the basis of Chinese beliefs in later eras, such as Confucianism and Taoism. Let's talk about Imperial China. Woo! This was China from both world wars. The first uh, centralized federal empire, the Qin Dynasty, was established in tw- uh, 221 BC until the collapse of the Qin Dynasty in 1912 in the imperial area, era of China. The imperial China, uh, China period makes up the bulk of Chinese history, with the circle and rise of uh, many dynasties, Chinese civilization was cultured and prosperous many times during the rebellion and conquest. Hold up, uh, I'm gonna go Google something. So the three kingdoms referred to um, the three dynasty wars went from 220 AD by Wu in the Jin dynasty in 280 AD. I think that's what the one I'm saying, but it's the one with Lu Bu, you know, the mercenary for hire. All right, the Qin and Han dynasty, which was from 221. 220, uh, 220 AD. The Qin and Han dynasties were the initial period of the Chinese Empire. During this period, a number of uh, institutions were established and laid the foundation of the policy for the next 2,000 years of China. All right. The short-lived Qin dynasty was first uni- was to first unite China under a empire or an emperor. Instead of, you know, clans that rule their own separate area. Abrakitic. Uh, don't know how to say that one. Government was introduced and continued to be less extreme. And was continued by the less extreme Han Dynasty. Alright, I just want to know what the word is. Oh, frick, I can't do it. So, frick, not monetized. I am still monetized, not demonetized. Good. So, the Qin Dynasty was the first uh, emperor. Qin Shi Hang was the first to use the title of emperor in China. He and the Qin states united China by conquering 
the other warring states and ruled with an iron fist. The Quin uh, dynasty, well, the Quin, Quin Shi Chai Hang, centralized the power of the empire and took the throne, set up many systems of law. They were also the first and shortest imperial dynasty. Wait, here it is. The later period of the Quin dynasty, Lu Bang, a peasant leader, overthrew the unpopular Quin Regime and established the Han dynasty. I think this is the one that I'm talking about. Anyway, Han dynasty. The longest imperial di- dynasty, the Han dynasty was known for starting the Silk Road, which was when China got more silk, and Rome and other areas around there really wanted that silk. Because it was going stupid and crazy over there. So they made the Silk Road, which is technically just a trading road. Which is actually how um, many European states learned how to use the crossbow, because Chinese started the crossbow. Anyways, and connected China to Central Asia and Europe. The Hang Dynasty, a bureaucratic uh, system which promoted the basis of merit, was established in Confucius and was adopted by the state, which I think is the, uh, the yin-yang. The thing, you know, the black, white swirls, that kind of thing, right? Uh, the religion, well, during the the reign of the empire, Wudi, the Han remained prosperous the most. The Molistic country became more united during the Han remain. China's Dark Ages, I'm going to skip first. When the Han Dynasty fell into decline, it fractured into three kingdoms, period. I think this is the one I'm talking about. It, um, and the Jin Dynasty, which conquered most of China. It holds power. It holds on power was Tinoas. However, China again fractured into this time the Southern and Northern Dynasty. During this messy time, many religions emerged as Buddhism was popular in the barbarian kingdoms in the north of China. After 400 years of chaos, the Su Dynasty eventually unified China again. China was mainly together, broken, together, broken, together. And I think it's together now. China's Middle Ages saw steady growth, which was medieval China. So its area remained change, uh, yeah, changes. China went from having warring kingdoms to the most cultural, physiologic, physiological, and technical development nations. Development. Finally, it was consumed by the rise and fall of the Mongol Empire, which stretched all the way to Europe. Big, big area. The Su Dynasty. After Yang Xian up uh, unsurprised, well, absurd the uh, the throne in the north, and as the emperor Wen united the rest of China under the Sui Dynasty. Well, the short, intense dynasty was great, great conquest and achievements, such as the Grand Canal and the rebuilding of the Great Wall. One of the emperor's Wen's most prominent uh, prominent achievement was to create an imperial examination to select, well, system to select the talented individuals for direct positions. Most of the uh, dynasty's government um, insulation were adopted by later dynasties, uh, together to be the great Chinese era. The Tang Dynasty, the Song Dynasty, actually the Song Dynasty looks to live the most. Right, the Song Dynasty unified the central plains in southern China, however, the territory under the North Song Dynasty. 
Uh, yada yada yada. During the first chapter 12, the churches, modern day men choose and eliminated big stuff. Anyway, the Mongol, uh, the Mongols decided to take over China. Yay, I guess. And they lasted from the 12th, 1279 over to 1368. So, if you don't know who the Mongols were, they were this big, powerful kingdom. Which, obviously, didn't sit well with China. And China did fight against the Mongolian Empire, but Mongols were stronger. Since they're the Mongolian Empire, they're big, strong. Anyways, uh, this was known as the Yung Dynasty of China. The first foreign-led dynasty in China. So, his grandson, Kublia Khan, finally conquered Song and founded the Yang, the Yuan. He made Daru, modern-day Beijing, as the capital of the first foreign-led dynasty. The final dynasties was from the Renaissance to more foreign rule. Uh, In the Ming and Qin dynasties, imperial uh, social structures, the royal rich class and scholarly class, the working class and slaves, the imperial examination continued, however, they became increasingly inadequate in the ages of exploration, colonization, and industrialization. The Ming dynasty, after a series of natural disasters and rebellion movement led by the Han people, a new native dynasty was established in 1368. Founder Zhu Yehongzhang um, replaced the waning Mongol Empire in China with the Ming Dynasty. It was the last ethnic Chinese dynasty sandwiched between the two foreign ones. The Ming Dynasty represented a long period of stability. Oh, when his son and successor Zhu Dai ascended to the throne, he started to build the Forbidden City in Beijing in 1421. Which was kind of closer to the end. Uh, he officially made Beijing his capital and was very supportive to the international sponsors of several voyages to the west because America was found and you know like everywhere else you gotta expand your uh, conquest area in this era of naive Chinese strength and prosperity which uh, faltered due to natural disasters and greedy leadership as had so many dynasties before, eventually the Ming Dynasty fell to frequent peasant rebellions in the Manchu attacks. The Qin Dynasty, which lasted until Communist China came. So it was the wars. And... No, I see this from technically... No, that's not Communist. Communist China came after Communist Russia. So, this isn't Communist times yet. This was technically between the First World War, I think, and Second One, maybe. In the late Ming Dynasty, the Manchus in the North grew strength, and they attacked China for three generations 
in succession, meaning in, you know, their time. And, um, and they finally founded the Qing Dynasty. It was the last imperial dynasty of China's history. The most famous emperors of the Qing were Emperor Qianxiang and Queen Long. They were reign, their reign were a golden age of prosperity. However, the last Chinese dynasty was shamefully remembered as the forced trade of the later Qing era Chinese. China was reduced to being a semicolon, a colonial semi-imperial country. The first Ottoman War, which began in 1839, the Republic of China. Oh wait, modern China's territory was established during its time. So China today was China's territory today was established during the Ming Dynasty. No, the Qing. The Republic of China, which was from 1912 to 1949, technically during the Communist times. 1921 is when uh, Communist China started. The Republic Revolution of 1911, led by Sun Yat-sen, ended the rule of the Qing Dynasty. However, the Republic of China could not be firmly established across China, and the Civil War began. Modern China, which was from 1949 to currently. Since the founding of the People's Republic of China, China has entered a communist era of stability, led by reformed and opening up policy in 1978, bringing China's hormonal and economic growth. Wait, is China still communist? Oh yeah, China's still communist. Uh, so fun fact about China. Uh, so China's dyn- uh, when com- uh, when the Communist People's Working Club of China started, and when they were going to overthrow the king, well, the emperor of China at the time, it was the Republic of China, which is currently in the People's Republic of China. No, the Republic of China was the old one, and the People's Republic of China was the new one, which is, I think, now. Might be wrong. And so, um, many people, uh, didn't really, alright, sorry, I'm kind of stuttering a bit. The Republic of China fled to a little southern island, and the People's Republic of China took over China, and soon they actually demolished and crushed the Imperial China. That's all I have to say about China, and I think this one was more successful than Greece. Next up, we might talk about, um, you know, some random, uh, history things. Like, history is definitely full of war. And it's one of the things that creates history, writing and and records of previous times. But, although wars do show more history um what am I saying here um not all wars are good in history obviously but not all history is comprised of war 
And then again, if you guys do have any ideas that I should copper, uh, copper, cover, uh, let me know by sending me maybe an email at rotunrobot.com. Uh, well, rotunrobot at gmail.com. Uh, will be inside the description of this episode. I hope you all enjoy. Sorry for not uploading. Uh, in the couple of days, I've kind of been relaxing a bit more after you know I've been coming back to here. And yeah, that aside, that aside, that aside. Sorry for my horrid speaking skills right now. Um, that will be the end of today's episode. So I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.